0: You deserve it. And you know what else? You're welcome! Welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Golds. I'm your host... Judy Gold, and that's my squeaky chair behind me. I just want to say before I introduce the show that March 26th, which is this Saturday night, I'll be in Fort Lauderdale saying the word gay for at least an hour. So uh, come see me at the Savoir Theatre on uh, Saturday, March 26th. This coming Saturday, if you're in the Fort Lauderdale area. I am thrilled to introduce part two of my interview with Malcolm Nance. We literally had to be cut off because I couldn't stop talking to him. Uh, he had another interview, but what a man. So I hope you enjoy as much as I enjoyed spending time with him. I'm not saying sit back and relax. I'm not. I'm not just saying it. enjoy. One of the reasons I think so many people adore you, I, I don't know anyone who feels the hatred I feel towards that fucking piece of orange, like, the fact, I know you hate him. I mean, it's, I am speechless because I can't even, but you are, but seeing you, and it's like, yes, yeah, you know, like, I can't tell you. Well, let me process this for you. In the military,
1: I was a Navy chief. And once you reach chief in the Navy, you are literally a god. Right. OK, you cannot be touched unless you do something stupid. You officers have to listen to you. Enlisted people have to adore and worship you. Not really. But they do have to bring you coffee when you ask for it. So a chief is a it, 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 you're just untouchable. It means but you're they, is that the expert. same
0: as a chief petty officer? <clears throat>
1: yeah, or chief that's petty the, officer. Yes. Yes. Okay. Petty officer, senior uh, chief petty officer, master chief petty officer. Those are the three. And ranks. Your
0: father was a master chief. And one of the first African American instructors in the USA.
1: Boiler technician, boilers, right? So he worked in superheated steam environments. You know, I remember he tried to get me into that job. I was like, no, no, no. So uh, I'll be code breaking, y'all. So the funny thing is, as a chief, they initiate you. And I was in one of the last real initiations where they beat your ass senseless just that, you know, when they say they make you, for example, they made me drink nook bomb, which is fish sauce, oh. a 16 ounce cup of it. Okay. Oh. Yeah. And I puked back and forth for almost 12 hours. But the point was at the end of the initiation, they say all of the All of the the things that we've done to you, all of the humiliations and degradations and crazy homosexual, you know, homosexually latent, uh, laced type of things that they do are designed to show you that you are going to have worse in your dealings with people and that your job is to maintain the standard. Your job is to be the anchor, right? So. The thing that they teach us is we have zero tolerance for idiots. Zero.
0: Oh, so, it yes. <clears throat> so, so when it, you it. see
1: me talking about Trump, I'm oh. going, oh, hell. here's an idiot. Look, I'm already holding my hand up in a flat blade.
0: I, yeah, you were waterboarded.
1: Yes. And, and waterboarded people. I had to be waterboarded when I went to Sears School, Survival Evasion resistance and escape school. And I was a prospective instructor. Prospective instructors get everything to the maximum.
0: What is it? What is, what is Water. Po- I mean, Waterboarding I don't, not that a, I want you to have to remember it, but well, yeah.
1: it's a torture. It's a torture. And uh, actually you can see a really good display with my commentary and my kit at the international spy museum in Washington, D.C. Oh, C.
0: Really? Yes. Okay. My
1: water, my, Actual waterboard kit I used at Sears School. And uh, we also used it for a BBC documentary. And waterboarding is when they strap you down to a board and they pour water so that it enters your sinus cavities, then pushes down into your lungs. And what we're doing is we are drowning you slowly. A very controlled drowning so that you know you're drowning. Right. And then we start asking you questions. And what we're doing is torturing you to make you compliant enough to where you'll answer the question in panic, but then we'll take you off the board and we'll ask you it in a sensitive environment. And you'll think, oh, I don't want to be waterboarded again, so I'll tell them the truth. Right. At Sears School, we teach you that torture does not work. I mean, everything we taught at that school was literally written in the blood of dead prisoners of war from wars for centuries, right? We had a memoir from the French and Indian Wars at our our Sierra Library. And where people were captive all the time, you know? And so we would learn these lessons and then impart them into the classroom that this doesn't work. And then years later, these two idiots named Mitchell and Jessen from the Joint Personnel Recovery Agency, our parent agency, two psychologists who had no interaction with students went to the CIA and said, We're the world's greatest torture experts, and we can use the waterboard, and they'll just tell us everything we want. And it was, they came down there, they measured, took pictures, the videos of my waterboard that I was chief responsible for. And then took it to the CIA and started torturing people with it. Ugh. And none of it worked. Because the first slide of our school is torture does not, does not work. Work.
0: And wow. here's how to foil it. I don't know if people know you run a virtual think tank.
1: It's, yeah, it's not virtual anymore. We're oh, well, we're Well, that's
0: about. good. <laughs> um you love comedy. I'm a comedian. <laughs> you know the power of comedy. That is the ultimate weapon. And, yeah. and, you know, like Hitler had the Treachery Act of 1934, where you, you could not make a joke about him. You're punishable by death, um, which Putin is doing as well, because he's really got it together. You believe that the 2011 White House Correspondent Center is the that moment is what made that fucking orange piece of shit run for office because he was humiliated and he yes. got up and then and then when he becomes president, doesn't allow anyone to attend. Like it's so he's such a fucking wimp. He, he's ridiculous. But you believe that that was it.
1: Yes. And, you know, I mean, I, he has never said it, but every other analyst has said yeah. that was the moment. OK, there was now fast forward to uh, Mitt Romney's uh, loss to Barack Obama. And yes. this I wrote about in my book, um, The uh, Plot to Betray America, which was, you know, the question was, how did the Russians really decide to help him? Actually, no, it was my book, Plot to Destroy Democracy.
0: Yes. And- well, let, wait, let's just read all the books. Defeating ISIS, The Plot to Hack America, The Plot to Destroy Democracy, The Plot to Betray America, The Plot to Hack Oh, I did hack America twice. Yeah, but okay.
1: you're missing the new one, which is called They Want to Kill Americans.
0: And They Want to Kill Americans.
1: I think and my first sure. one, the terrorist recognition handbook, the terrorist- Oh, I rats, looked that
0: one up. And was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have nine okay. books. Whatever, you're, you're an author. Go ahead. So and you have a memoir coming out. Go ahead. The night that Mitt Romney lost, Donald Trump
1: was texting a Russian oligarch, DMing on Twitter. And Trump said, I should- how could Romney lose to this guy? I should do it myself. And this Russian oligarch DM'd him, which means you have to follow him. He has to follow right. you. And DM'd him and said, Donald, if you want to run, we're with you. And Trump was on an executive jet, took a picture of himself giving the thumbs up and sent it to this Russian oligarch. And two weeks later, he registered Make America Great Again Pat not two weeks after Mitt Romney lost.
0: Which so, isn't his, first of all, he didn't invent make America great again. So FYI. no, no, yeah. the,
1: the Nazis, you know, the yeah. American, the German American right. boom of 1930, you know, yeah. the, of 1939, the, the pro Nazi isolationist Americans, right. Uh, or the, you know, Lindbergh were the make America great again. And, um, so that came and, uh, and, and, and had an enormous impact on him. But it was the first guy he spoke to was a Russian oligarch. And one year later, the Russians started creating the Internet Research Agency right before he shows up for Miss Universe in Moscow. That's the agency where all the disinformation for the 2016 election right. came from. The Russians were grooming him and their information warfare platform to make him president of the United States. Three four years before he became four years before he ran for office.
0: So this whole thing happens, and he 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 DMs the oligarch, and the oligarch DMs him back, and yeah, and all this misinformation. How did we get so dumb? And I, I've I've heard you speak about this. First of all, you called this all an attack, a, a psychological attack that we've yes. been under, and. You, by the way, just so everyone knows, you had predicted the insurrection sixty-two days before the insurrection.
1: Right on Bill show. Um,
0: right, and the Mueller report—all true. And
1: Zerlina Maxwell said, "Mueller report? You should call this the Malcolm
0: report. We've been hearing this for two years." <laughs> yeah, right. I love Zerlina. <laughs> She's the best. Um, I know we're dumb. I know, and I feel like you know we don't invest in our in our educational system and whatever. How is it that there are facts? There are. It's in your face. Here is the video of it happening, and people will do not like. How did we fuck? I don't. Okay.
1: It's it's quite simple. Social media allowed for the amplification of voices you would never yes. have heard yes. from. Now I'm gonna, give, I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna give you an example. If you'd wanted to hear. A crazy conspiracy theory that, you know, liberals were taking the the blood or a chemical from the blood of children that they had ritualistically slaughtered. In the basement and of a pizza. In oh, the basement my. of a pizza parlor. Harlot, oh. 20 years ago, it would have been handed to you. Well, let's go back. 40 years ago, it would have been handed to you on a mimeograph. Right. On a street corner by a Lyndon LaRouche Right. Right. 20 years ago, it would have been brought to your attention in a in an online zine. Well, no, a documentary that would have been shot with a Super 8 camera that would have been on a bulletin board, a BBS that would have taken you three weeks to download each one minute segment where it says the aliens came down and replaced the bodies of all the presidents, right? Mm-hmm. And that you're being ruled by people who look like lizard people. By the way, all of this is are ideologies that the Republican Party endorses. Now, what happened with social media is that the craziest individual now had the breadth, reach, and depth of the New York Times. And that crazy, like, like InfoWars,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Which was selling anyway when it was on these like fringe channels on UHF. Right. Right at three in the morning. You know, and you stayed up to watch Doctor Who and yeah. then Doctor Who finishes and then they they auctioned it off, you know, and you get that Waynes World like local show. Yes, 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 yes. About, yeah, the aliens came for me last night and they said, you know, we're all going to Antares. Well, that now. You can reach a billion people, right? One person, you may not even reach a billion people, but you can have impressions. That's a person who saw it, who passed it on to another person, who may have read it cursorily, who hit, who put it in, you know, some place where it's stored, and then it's passed on again. Right. So crazy sells, and what we have found now is that many people in the conservative right with the assistance of russia who was pushing some of the craziest conspiracy theories for decades um do you remember when they used to say that aids was a cia tool yes. that you know to kill blacks and yes. and get rid of and, homosexuals yes. there are still websites with this on it i met the guy no. who came up with that no with way. that intelligence yeah and who turned it over to the KGB, and it was designed to split blacks and and split blacks away from whites and to throw throw a wrench in there, okay? Um, And it's just absolutely amazing. That's one of the most successful disinformation operations done in history. But it's been blown off the map by normal things, like wearing a mask causes you to have a virus. Uh. Really? quantifiable, fundamental, always agreed upon facts are now arguable. And the Russians helped with this in 2016 by creating an alternate channel of data. And this is why when I wrote Plot to Hack America, I wrote that book in five weeks and it got published eight weeks before the election and ironically got turned in on the exact same day that the CIA turned in an exactly identical report.
0: No way.
1: Yes. And it, if you get the second edition, it has the CIA report, report on the and rear and you can read it. and You go, hey, wait a minute. Malcolm just came up with cooler code names. Right. <laughs> like my mission, the, CIA, right. the FBI called it, uh, you know, um, Operation. Um, oh, it'll come to me in a moment. I called it Operation Lucky Seven. Right. Because you had to be really lucky to have this hit, uh, you know, and um Crossfire Hurricane was the FBI's, Mm -hmm. but, you know, which is a cool name, but they're identical because spies, whether you're active or, you know, an intelligence officer, whether you're active or not, you think based on enormous amounts of classified precedents that you've seen, and then you would cross-correlate that with the true data that you've collected. And then you would analyze that to come to a conclusion or a series of conclusions, and they will all be spelled out the same way. And my conclusion, which I came up with very early, the only person in US media to say it uh, was that Donald Trump was was the Russians were working actively for Donald Trump, and that these characters, Paul Manafort, Michael Flynn, Steve Bannon, were all the you know, I called them the Kremlin crew with the K Kremlin K-R-E-W in Plot to Hack America. That book was 125 pages. It sold over 100,000 copies. Wow. You know, but it's spelled out way before most people in media would get it. The next book that would come out would be, in England, would be um, a book uh, called Collusion yes. by uh, Luke Harding. And then the first American book to come out would come out 24 months later by David, uh, David Korn and Michael Ishikoff, right? Right. And here's a review somebody said, and I love David Korn, you know, he's a great guy. Somebody said, a long, slow read of Plot to Hack America. <laughs> 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 but it takes journalists 24 months to come up within their journalistic standard with the exact same thing that I can come up with in five weeks.
0: Right, right.
1: And have published.
0: At, well, plus, because you have it, you have all the information already, and they have yeah. to go. Yeah. And many in the news Dude, media, their due media, media didn't believe
1: yeah. it. And I right. had seen operations like this. And I was like, you know, in Plot to Hack America, I spelled out how many English linguists would they need? Because I've been on operations where you needed, you know, Serbo Croatian linguists or you needed right. Farsi linguists. So I knew, okay, you got to have three linguists to cover each watch section plus one guy for weekends and politics. So you get that each chair requires four people. Right. Right. So now you're watching every bit of U.S. news media. You're going to need about 300, you know, 300 linguists times four chairs. So there's 1,800 English linguists you're going to need. Right. Right. So all of these things I had mapped out in that book, and it turns out it was all true. Only I didn't know an Internet research agency existed. I called it the uh, what did I call it? I called it the uh Like collections operation management team. That's a generic term we use in US intelligence. And it turns out it was the Internet Research Agency.
0: Wow. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You're welcome. You've spoken twice at Auschwitz. Oh yeah.
1: And I have to tell you, I love the people at the Auschwitz Foundation. It was such an honor to be brought over there. My first time, and I went with my my wife. And true story, get out your rags, your, your crying rags. When I went there the second time, um, while I was there, I had, I had spoken earlier that day, and I was supposed to come on a big panel, uh, and the, the the theme was uh, never again. Not- really, right. <laughs> you know, when Auschwitz puts out a panel where they bring in people who had survived genocides and put them with Auschwitz victims and say, "Hey, are we about to go through this again?" You should really pay attention. And I received a call from my daughter who said, "Hey, mom has been." taken to the emergency room. She had septicemia from her chemo port. And a friend of mine who's a nurse says, hey, they're calling in the family. And I oh. go, okay, well, she, how, well, when will she be out? She goes, they're calling in the family. Means you need to be here now or you might not be here. And I went into a total, total meltdown.
0: Oh, I, and
1: I, I you And know, we're staying right near Auschwitz-1. And on my way out, I decided, I said, I'm driving straight to Krakow Airport right now, this very instant. And something said, stop. And I went out, got in the car, packed through all my stuff in the car. I was with my good friend, Todd Bernstein from Philadelphia, who's Mm a big figure in Philadelphia, um, um, civil rights movement up, up there. And I brought him there. And... I stopped at the front of Birkenau and I got on my knees and I prayed and I said, help my wife, help my wife. And I knew I was sort of saying, if she passes, help her, you know, out, you know, because Auschwitz really freaked us out the first time we went there because the, the, the site of the killing zone is actually so small where the crematoriums were the first ones. And when you see that, you, your, your mind cannot process it. You think it's like a five-mile-long industrial area with these big crematoria. No, it's less than eighth of a mile square,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a few acres, and your mind goes, oh, this is wrong. A million people did not die in these four buildings, you know, the size of my playground, right? And so I begged them to help my wife. And then I flew home to Philadelphia. I was, I was, I was inconsolable the entire flight, thinking that I was had Wi-Fi the whole time. And um got there, unfortunately, she they had stabilized her and she, you know she survived for 77 more days because the underlying cancer wasn't being treated while they were treating her for septicemia. But she was animated and she couldn't speak because she was intubated. And I had to give permission for that at 30,000 feet.
0: Oh, my you God. Know.
1: But to be honest with you, you know, I owe them a debt at Auschwitz. Because one, I didn't finish my speaking. And two, I wonder whether there was... I'm not a big spiritual guy, but I know things now, you know? And I was wondering whether there was an intercession that gave us that seventy seven, Right. You know, but I swear to God, right at the front gate of Birkenau, I got on my knees and guards were looking at me like, what the hell? And I was like, please save my life.
0: Oh, that is so beautiful. I'm so yeah. glad you had those days together.
1: And I am so glad she did not survive through COVID.
0: Oh. Can you I would imagine? Have been I would have oh. been, you know. Because she would have been alone.
1: Yeah. According to widow law, door law. I was supposed, you know, when I became a widower, according to the movies, I wasn't sure if I was doing it right. I was supposed to, like, get a bunch of guns and shoot, like, 50 people. Right. Because that's what happened in John Wick. Right. And, you know, when his <laughs> wife passed from cancer. And then, let me see, the Equalizer with Denzel Washington. Yeah, you're right? supposed to be angry. That one. Yeah. And the Patriot. And yeah. Hollywood has this thing with widowers. When you become a widower, you got to kill a bunch of people. Yeah. And, you know, I just went to grief counseling. So I think I was doing it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) The funny thing is, my wife talks to me all the time. So, and you, there are spiritual moments. Oh, uh,
0: for sure. Yeah. That
1: you'll never believe in mediums, right? Just go to sleep. And at some point, if you have a lost loved one, they will visit you in what's called a visitation dream. And they are no joke although they're categorized in psychology as hallucinations, bullshit.
0: They're yeah, but real. you wake up and you're uh-huh. like, and the whole day, it, sometimes it lasts a few days with me.
1: Yeah, was uh, it your mom? Like,
0: my mother, my father, my best friend, uh-huh. Bob, and uh, yeah. another, another f- best friend, Judy. And they, I mean, it's like, oh, like I feel like they're with, it's so weird.
1: No, they're there. That's, yeah. Visitation dreams aren't a joke. And the the person who actually told me about this was, I'll keep that confidence, but it was a famous, 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 I'll tell you afterwards, person's wife who said, every spiritualist and hocus pocus person came to me to help me with my my husband's passing. And I don't believe any of it. But someone who had lost their mother said, someday you're going to see a sign and you're going to feel a presence that you will absolutely know is that person. Right. And she said, be on the lookout for that. And then the funny thing is, she called me. I have this week in November. The last week of November is called Worst Week. Mm -hmm. Because the day before Thanksgiving, the 25th was the day she was diagnosed. The 26th is her birthday. Mm -hmm. And the 27th is our wedding anniversary. Oh, my God. So the last week of November... We do not celebrate nothing, right? right? We just go to the cemetery for three days and leave flowers and, and 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 talk. But she called me on the 24th last year and she goes, Malcolm, how, out of nowhere. She goes, how you doing? I go, worst week starts tomorrow. She goes, Some, I woke up from a dream that said, call Malcolm. And her husband was phenomenally, insanely famous. You know, that is crazy to call me. She calls me and she goes, I knew it. <laughs> she goes, I didn't know anything about worst week, but I was told to call you to, to give you some help. I was like, This is freaking weird. I go, Your husband just had coffee with my wife. And they were like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's nudge them both. Oh
0: my God. I love that.
1: <laughs> yeah. She's talking to your mom. <laughs> I, <laughs>
0: I'm glad she's not here for this shit, though.
1: Uh, oh, yes. Christ for Christmas.
0: Okay, I have a couple more questions. What do yeah, you think yeah. of the draft? Well, I'm I am I
1: believe that the draft, everybody should register for the draft, but that the draft should be completely equal opportunity, no exceptions. All right, and that the only time that you can be processed out of the draft, man or woman, should be once you go through the selective services doctors. No notes, right? No right. codes first. Um, someday we could be having it. We we could have a situation where you require the draft. Here's I'm going to give you that day. So at one point in my military career, I had to pull a two week tour at a national nuclear command post. Um, I talked about this yesterday with Putin's threats about bombs and um, about, you know, raising his nuclear alert status. And the first thing they do when you go into this deep in a mountain you know, continuity of government facility is they sit you down in front of the big board, right? Like like from Dr. Strangelove right. of the earth. And they run, they ask you which hometown you're from. And they're like, oh, I'm from Maine, Iowa, right? Or I'm from Podunk, Mississippi. And they put Podunk, Mississippi. And then you see it come up on the screen, right? And they're like, I'm from Philadelphia, And they'll go, oh, what part of Philadelphia? I'm from Winfield in the Northeast. And they
0: go, oh, okay, here you go. Here's
1: Philadelphia. And here's your house up in the Northeast, right? And then they go, we're going to launch a simulated full-scale atomic attack on the United States. And we're going to show you where all of these ICBMs come from. And then they show you like the movie with the little lines that start going up and then arc over the horizon over Canada and start falling down. It's just like, oh, here's Philadelphia getting 20 megatons, right? And you're, you know, three to the South Philly so that they can vaporize the naval base, one to the Northeast so that they could get Willow Grove Naval Air Station, right? And you're getting the blast effect from the Northwest where they put an extra bomb just because they hadn't gotten to it. And then it's like, oh, Podunk, Mississippi. Well, you got a Hillbilly Bob's air base, right? Six miles away from you and that's got, three, you know, 50 kiloton bombs aimed at it. So yeah, your mom, your pa, they're gone too. And the dog. And they make, they make fun of it like that a little bit. And then they go, do you understand what this facility is for? Right? This is the end of the world. And we are on watch to make sure the world doesn't end. Wow. And every person there goes, I fucking hate atomic bombs. The most ardent anti-nukes are the people who are around nukes, (laughs) okay? So uh, that's why when you hear saber-rattling Putin, we go, okay, unless he's lost his mind, it's his generals that are going to resolve the issue if he decides, okay, screw it, I just want to nuke the United States. Well, they mean that's the end of Russia, right? It means it's the end of everything. And so they'll be like, like to quote that famous line from Apocalypse Now, terminate the, com- you know, terminate his command.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> You're going to have to resolve that issue. Uh, otherwise, Putin may have lost his mind. But well, he I don't obviously that has true. lost
0: his fucking mind. I mean, he's crazy. What do you think? A, the love letter from the South Korean. I want to know what that the says. Koreans. No, I mean, i no, sorry, the North Korean. sorry. Um, I want to know what that letter said. And I want to know, like, when Putin calls Trump on the phone, like, what do they do? What does he say? You have to do this, you have to do that, you have to no. do that.
1: Well, I, I, I can tell you what the North Korean one says. I'm going to paraphrase it from a, a line from, what was the name of that movie? Full Metal Jacket. Okay. It says, me love you long time. <laughs> Right? And it's <laughs> Donald Trump being suckered by a dictator, right. murderous family who literally tied his uncle to a pole and used an anti-aircraft gun Ugh. where the bullets explode to vaporize his body. All right. And this guy goes, you know, Trump's so stupid if you praise him like North Korea's right. leaders. They'll He'll put you and make you as his equal. And, you know, they have a staff of psychologists who are like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what they said. Yeah. Let's ask Moscow. Moscow's like, oh, right. yeah, that's exactly what they said. And then they come in and they go, oh, Donald, I love you. I love you too much. <laughs> and Trump's like, <laughs> Trump's like, you're my soulmate. Where have you been all my life? <laughs> when Trump said they were love letters, I've seen intelligence analysis really top secret personality analyses of foreign leaders the, the most famous analyst was gerald post over at cia and i remember going to a sit down with him and on saddam hussein and the run-up to the gulf war and he had done the official top secret you know top 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 right. top secret analysis of saddam hussein and he goes oh that guy's simple Right. he's a megalomaniac, he's this, he's that you know, and he can't be rationed with because he's crazy, you know, it's such, it, the intelligence term, crazy, right, right. <laughs> you know, oh. so we we actually have a little joke we took from Ren and Stimpy and uh, where we said, <laughs> sir, the actual intelligence term of art for the status of the foreign leadership is he crazy
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, so Donald
1: Trump is such a narcissist. The North Koreans are like, we don't have to do anything. I right, think we're going right. to get our flags are going to get put next to the American flags as equal. We're going to go to Panmunjom and step across the line and shake hands. And, you know, he loved me long time. And, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, uh, and I, I even hate to use these phrases because they're so sexist and, and ridiculous. But there's also another reason, because people go, well, why didn't, why didn't Obama, you know, get this treatment? How come Obama didn't do that? Well, there is this line from, no, I'm not, I'm not going to say that because that's just too far over the line. But there is okay. this line about Soul Brothers uh, that's used in Full Metal Jacket being too much. Right. So um, it, I think that that explains it all. Now, with Putin, it's just complete subservience. He views Putin. He really believes he rides a bear, bare chested. Right. Right. And uh, I gave a speech at University of Iowa once, which I used the meme of Putin and Trump riding together, with Trump on the back of the bear with his yeah. arm around Putin. Yes, face. yes, yes. That was my closing shot. <laughs> <laughs> and I go vote accordingly. <laughs> you know? And I have 1,100 students who were required to be there. Just bust out laughing. Yeah. And I knew I go, I got at least 20 votes out of this. Yeah. So that's that's all there is to it. But now we are seeing that Putin believed all of this. Putin thought he engineered America to take down American democracy. And he did. He created what I call the axis of autocrats. And Donald Trump was his American wing. But we did to Donald Trump what the Ukrainians did to Viktor Yanukovych, hit Putin's personal handpicked crony. Right. And we kicked him out of power. Putin is so mad at that, that that's why he's out to get Zelensky. He, Yanukovych gave up after three days. Uh, you know, it was two months of protest, three months of protest. And then after three days, after the massacre of 100 people, they demanded he resign. And the guy resigned, jumped onto an executive jet, flew to Moscow. Mm-hmm. Putin expected Zelensky to do to that. do the
0: same thing. Yeah.
1: yeah. And Zelensky's like, where's my body armor?
0: Yeah. I hell love that guy. Oh,
1: hell, oh, hell no. We go fight. That's right. right. And, you know, he's, he's this guy is Jewish in the
0: old school. Yes.
1: You know. Bear, what is it? Jew, bear or bear Jew yeah. in Inglorious Bastards. Yes. Right? That's the kind, the guy with a baseball bat that's got barbed wire out of the top. The, he may have started as a comedian, but his look, his grandfathers were all, you know, killed in World War II, and the surviving brother became his grandfather, and, and right. this guy was was elected. And he's just like bring. It. Because Ukrainians are stubborn. They like to admit that themselves. And I I spent that month over there analyzing (laughs) their armed forces. The armed forces of Russia came up. I'm the only person in, in, we'll see this, because you're going to hear this in a future date. But I've said, you can take, you can surround the city of Kiev. You can't take it. You can split Ukraine in half. You cannot occupy the whole country. And once you stop, with however far your forces get you, then they have you. Because you're going to be sitting at some crossroad chewing on a piece of cracker because your resupply hasn't come and you've looted all. They have awesome grocery stores, convenience stores in their gas stations. The best in the world. I'm not joking. You can get. I'm not joking. You can get Armenian ostrich, cooked ostrich in a can. Wow. You can, get, you can get French brandy, French brie. Uh, no, no. The big brandy is Azerbaijani brandy, 30 uh, year old Azerbaijani brandy, 30 different types of sodas for some strange reason they don't refrigerate and 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 double espressos. These 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 convenience stores are the best on the planet. And there's a videotape of the Russians looting one the other day. And they're just <laughs> stacking all the, right. the bottles because they're, they're like state stores. They're liquor stores yeah. and ice cream shops and croissanteries, you know, patisseries. And the Russians are just stealing all these bottles of French wine and Italian wow. and the Spanish Rioja.
0: And shit they can't get in Russia. But these yeah.
1: guys are letting them because right. they're going to, as they say in their videos, Listen, little brother, go on home because you think you're going to come here with 100,000 guys. There's 5 million of us just in Kiev. And, you know, we're going we're gonna to throw Molotov cocktails down in your tanks and we're going to burn you to death. And then little old ladies are going to throw flower pots out the window and mm-hmm. hit you. All right? right. And guns are going to shoot from every direction. And I, they're telling the truth. I'm the only person in national security media that believes the Ukrainians can hold out and actually win this war. God. They might move Kyiv. They might get Kyiv surrounded they may lose, lose everything up to the Dnipro River, but they can't hold it ever. You'll have to mobilize a million men. And then you're just target practice for really angry Ukrainians who will suddenly rem- will suddenly learn out of nowhere a robotically born vehicle improvised explosive device back when ISIS was using them with real humans in them Mm -hmm. and giant car bombs that have 4,000 pounds of explosive. These will be driven by remote robots. And you'll start blowing up at every street corner. You're going to get out of your ice cream parlor. People are going to step up and shoot you in the head. They have no idea what they've unleashed on themselves. The same people that beat the Nazis.
0: That's right, motherfuckers. Before we go, even though I want, I have 80 more questions, but <laughs> we, I always ask my, my podcast ask two questions. One, okay. what do you do for your mental health to keep uh, sane?
1: My mental health. I have to tell you, because I am a widower, grief is a huge part of right. my, my mental health. Right. And, you know, they say, you know, become a widower, get a project. So, you know, I had a lot of projects. I have a big house up here in upstate New York. And I did a memorial garden that's an acre and a half. Wow. not a memorial garden. It's six separate gardens.
0: Oh, my and God. And I built
1: a secret garden for myself. Oh. Um, you know? And I was like, hey, the secret garden, when I watched, I watched yeah. the recent version of it because I completely forgot what the story about. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, shit, he's a widower.
0: there you go of course of course
1: he's a winner he hid the secret garden away and he hasn't any dang kids in it because he lost his wife in it Mm -hmm. and i'm seeing all these things out there uh but for my mental health i visit i I have to i visit my wife very regularly oh that's nice and and i love visiting my wife and i always have this feeling like i'm going on a date right when i go down there. And it's been two and a half years. And as as I've learned in counseling, there is no getting over it. You go forward with it. And um, I mean, I've been dating and, you know, you've got people who want to see me. But the point is, is that my wife left me instructions. She left me orders and I didn't even know it. She left it on a a, a, a ovarian cancer widowers forum, Mm -hmm. widows forum and not widows forum, but First people who have ovarian cancer. Right. And she's the question that they made each one answer is, will your spouse be devastated? And what do you want them to do? And I didn't know this. I was just going through her computer and I found this forum and I, I went to her login, which was open. And this was all that was there. And like she had left it for me. Mm-hmm. And she said, oh, yeah, he'll be he'll be horribly devastated. I know him. She goes, but he will take care of the house uh, because we were renovating this house since 2017. Mm -hmm. This old rickety mansion that we've restored completely. She goes, he'll take care of the house. He'll take care of my children and he'll take care of the dogs and he will go and have a good life.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. And I thought, she has me (laughs) pegged.
1: This woman. Yeah. Knows me, right? right?
0: I was like, holy cow. I well, now you have those, your instructions. Yeah.
1: I take those as orders. They are orders. Okay. And I'm going, I'm moving forward and having a good life. But now I'm I'm helping people in Ukraine. Um, and I'm finding that there are higher calls than myself. So right. that's why. that's very important. What's the other question?
0: The other question, I call the podcast Kill Me Now because as you know, I, love that I fucking hate everyone most of the time, and yeah. everything makes me angry, especially like injustice and dumb people. And so, what? Hey, are you grandmother yet? By the way, no, they're twenty five and
1: twenty. Well, how in Christ's name can I go around calling you a gay Jewish granny? No, you know, you, it's just a gay Jewish mom. Yeah, now. mom. Yeah, Jeez, baby. you're not even babushka yet.
0: Yeah, I will be. Um, not too soon, though. <laughs> Uh, what pisses you off more than anything in the entire world?
1: Uh, <laughs> again, I have a very low tolerance for stupid. Yep. I just do not tolerate dumb <laughs> ass people. And if you guys ever see me, um, You know, my real claim to fame wasn't just that I did the the terrorist attacks, identifying Bataclan and all that by just listening to the audio of what was happening in France. I was my claim to fame. My real breakout moment was when Steve Cortez, who was one of Trump's sycophants in the run up to the election, insulted the um, um, Khazir Khan and his wife, the gold medal parents. Whose son is an army captain. Yes. And um, insulted Uh, them on camera. Yeah. While I was on camera. And I went complete Navy chief petty officer on his ass on camera. Good. And I went, I said, How? Now I'm holding, you can't see it, but I have my hand flat like it's a blade. And I was pointing it with that flat hand, like in an Indian chop way, that's Navy or military talk called blade handing. And it's the symbol of leadership when you're about to slap someone, (laughs) right? I had, I was blade handing him on TV and I was saying, how dare you say this in front of me? How?" dare you. And everyone caught on to it. I had Navy chiefs around the world that saw that, that said you were blade handing him on TV. You were about to beat his ass on national TV. And I said, I stand up for the honor of that family. Don't ever, don't ever, ever insult the gold star family in front of me again, you know, and well, you know, it was him and another woman. They were like, oh, well, you know, well, I didn't mean it that way. But, you know, I, you know, oh, I said, fuck you. you know I was you just did. like, yeah, he did. of course he did. Yeah. And that was my that's when people were like, hey, this guy just tells it really yeah. just speaks off the top of his head. I don't think when I'm on TV, I'm speaking to you. The way I'm speaking to you now right. is how I do my analysis. And a lot of guys have polished Ways of, you know, they've got their answer polished and they never said, uh or whatever. One producer said, I see you thinking when the questions. Right. You're
0: organic. You're right there. Right. Yeah.
1: And but that was the moment that I broke out from being a terrorism pundit to being a person who had something to say.
0: And I have to say, as a comic, you're (laughs) taking down a Ben Shapiro. (laughs) Was fucking, <laughs> I hate that motherfucker.
1: Well, you know, I, I didn't realize it at the time. And it was my wife that actually identified this well before Ben Shapiro. She says, you know, when you're on these TV shows and you get mad and you're about to insult someone, you get a sing song voice. Oh. I go, what? I do? And she goes, yeah. And so years later, two years later, when I'm doing Ben Shapiro on there, he goes you believe in CRT, you believe in critical race theory. I said, didn't I just say that I didn't believe in that and that I thought it was a hoax? No, 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 but that's why you support critical race theory. And then I go, didn't I just say that that's not what I said? There's the sing-songy voice. I didn't even know I was doing it until it was done. And then he comes out with, well, that's why you support critical race theory. And I caught him. And what I was doing was, it's a military technique. You you identify the person's lie. Right. And you call them out on it by identifying their technique. And he hated that. And I go, is this what you do on your show? Because it sucks. And then he comes out (laughs) with this whole, well, I sleep on a bed of money. Which brought us all back to his, you know, the WAP controversy. You know, the wet ass whatever you want to use and somebody a week later puts out a meme of me and him on the show and it goes him saying well i sleep on a bed of money and then they you know the little balloon says me saying well doesn't that get in the way when you have sex (laughs) and the last one is that's not a problem i have to worry about (laughs) what a fool this guy really thinks he's something he oh went to God. Harvard Law School, but he never. He never went, he never practiced law. Never took the bar, never practiced law. It was just so he could say, I went to Harvard Law. I know, I hate He's him. He's a kid, and I don't have time for him. Right. Or his little minion legion that came out. Oh, no, I hate ben him. Ben Shapiro owned you. I know. And it's like, you're telling a black guy that Ben Shapiro yeah, owned you? Not,
0: him? not even close. I not will tell even you
1: this much. We did pre-record on that Friday before sunset, and a lot of people were like, He's supposed to be a practicing Jew and he um, he was recording after sunset and I stood up for him because, you know, I, I he may be a, a dope. He may be a, a, a right. stupid man's idea of a smart man, but, you know, he was he, he practiced properly and I respect him for that.
0: Yeah, I know. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're Judy Gold. You can get away with that.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, Malcolm, I cannot thank you. Enough. You've got to let me interview you when your book comes out. I, I have absolutely. To. It's the best name for a book.
1: They Want um, to Kill Americans.
0: That's the name of your memoir?
1: No, no, not my memoir. That's my yes. next book. That's the one. That's my your new is book. Called, but my memoir is coming out in 2023. Is Thinker, Sailor, Black Man, Spy. I love subtitle, it. I
0: love it. I love it.
1: And the subtitle is Patriot Father, Widower, I.
0: Oh, isn't that beautiful?
1: So we'll see. All right. Quick fact. There has never been a memoir of an African-American in espionage ever.
0: Well, now there is. Motherfuckers. I'm going to solve that problem. Y'all. That's right.
1: <laughs> There's so many good guys over at CIA and other agencies that could write them. they was like, I'm going by. I'm representing for those guys.
0: I love it. Thank you. And- thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You are the best, Malcolm. And I
1: love Judy Gold, everybody.
0: Oh, she loves you right back. <laughs> right. Thank you so much for listening to part two of Kill Me Now with the amazing Malcolm Nance. Kill Me Now is produced by Laura Vogel, edited by Colin Schmaling. This podcast would not be possible without the help and love and dedication of Brittany Joe Sowards. If you have not subscribed uh, or left a review, I hate you. So please do that. Uh, It helps more people find the amazing podcast because it is amazing. Five stars only, please. And also, you know, keeps it on the air. So please do that. Uh, If you haven't purchased my book, yes, I can say that. When they come for the comedians, we're all in trouble. Do that. Go to my website, judygold.com, and find out everything about me because I don't talk about myself enough and where I'm going to be and what I'm doing. and, And you'll be really informed. You'll be really, really informed about the most important thing in the world, Judy Gold. Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I'm at Judy Gold, J-E-W-D-Y-G-O-L-D. You know, like Jew, because I'm a Jew, 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 Jew. Thank you. Also, um, just letting you know, I will be performing in Provincetown this uh, summer. I have a lot of TV coming up that I will be uh, posting about. So definitely follow me. Now, I did meet a gentleman who said he's the only one listening, and I just wanna say, or someone wrote to me and said they're the only one listening. I think two people. I have two people that are the only ones listening at the end. Both male, both I love you. I love you both. I love you. I know you're the only ones listening right now. Also, I just wanna say that I I wish I could go over to the Ukraine and help them, and take those moms and the babies, and uh, I just wish there was more we could do. I just pray for people I don't I don't really pray that much I mean I hope whatever I do you know you know what I'm saying um, no I pray I don't know what I do I don't know what's there all I know is that I want there to be peace I want Trump in fucking jail and Putin in jail I want them all I want karma karma that's what I want karma chameleon and I don't want another I don't want another COVID episode so stay safe I'm still wearing the mask You know, I wore it on the plane in public transportation. Just be careful and be safe. And oh, God, I don't know what else to say. I do want to say thank you. I love my fans. I love the people who listen to the show. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is a labor of love. And I love you for loving it. And um, yeah, that's it. A lot of great episodes coming up. And as we always say, so long.